0: Good morning, this is Dean with the Two Party Podcast. Uh, just wanted to go over a few things. We we had a discussion <clears throat> on our last episode about uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg dying. Uh, she had passed away. Again, legendary lady. Um, really leaves behind a uh, quite a legacy of decisions, dissents. Um, you know, uh, we could go through some of her talking points on political views and stuff like that forever. Um, But this lady truly did did her job uh, as she saw fit. Um, She did support uh, women's rights, uh, equality uh, in women's pay. Uh, She just really was an amazing woman. And I'm watching as we, uh, excuse me, as we we continue, you know, 24 hours later from that episode, we're, we're kind of moving into the next day. And I'm just watching some of the media. Uh, at, at, you know, as I always say, the media sucks. Um, but I'm just continuing to watch and listen to some of the media as far as their opinions and what's going on. and what i'm what I'm seeing, the narrative that I'm seeing and, and obviously me on social media, I'm discussing it with other people. And you know I, I i do I do debate politics. You know, this show's not about politics, but it it at times, you know, we use this platform to discuss politics. and um, I'd, I'd love to discuss other topics and, and things that are going on in the world and, and help promote and, and move forward businesses and stuff like that. And that's what, that, what my goal of this would be. Uh, but we do talk politics here and we do we do talk news. and We give news updates. And so as I'm sitting last night and I'm kind of going through uh, a bunch of social media posts and comments and, and some of the news and media outlets are posting, which are the main ones I'm looking at. I just see this narrative and <clears throat> that i want to make that i want to kind of clarify and clear up um there's there's this discussion about you know uh mitch mcconnell and the hypocrisy of him in 2016 blocking obama's uh nomination for supreme court justice and yet now willing to fill this seat and i think a lot of the confusion comes in because people don't research and look at facts um sometimes the media as well as the other political party will will take a a sound bite or a uh i guess a a term or statement that another politician makes and they'll use that and and they'll just push it and shove it down your throat as much as they can um to get to get their point across and and the fact is um and i had posted this in several places um last night trying to just kind of clear the air on on some of these people that just just absolutely refuse to do any research and so you know there's the statement that was put out by um by mitch mcconnell in 2016. um now this goes back to the lame duck rule okay the lame duck rule has been in effect since 1880 Uh, The 1880s uh, there's been 29 instances used of the the lame duck rule which is basically in a nutshell it boils down to and it's not a really I say rule it's it's more of a tradition of the Senate and what it entails is that if you have uh, you're in an election year and the opposite that's the key word that everyone's missing the opposite party is wanting to nominate a justice because a seat comes open or they just want to nominate It's an election year. So there's two big factors here. That's an election year and it is a opposite party uh, person trying to be confirmed. Okay, that is what the lame duck entails. It has nothing to do with the Mitch McConnell in the 1880s because the guy wasn't alive. It has nothing to do with his statement in 2016. Now, going back and looking at that record or that tradition of the Senate, and it's happened 29 times since 1880s, 29 times this tradition and or rule, whatever you want to call it, has been used. And so what Mitch McConnell did in 2016, while many, even myself, feel that maybe it was out of spite, but he did, in in fact, use the lame duck rule and stick to the, the tradition and the rule. So, therefore... In my in my literal sense and and over overlooking this whole situation, he didn't do anything wrong. He followed what the lame duck rule would tell his party to do in the Senate. He did it. Um, whether it was spiteful, whether it was just being a jerk to Obama, whatever the the narrative that you want to play or the narrative the media wants to play, that's my my take on it. What he did, even though I didn't really care for it. Um, It 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 shows that he he did actually use integrity and stick to his guns because that's what the Senate did. That's what the parties have done twenty nine times since the 1880s. So when I keep seeing this narrative on the media now saying, well, this is the hypocrisy here or this is so he's such a hypocrite. um, No, he actually held the integrity of the Senate by doing so. He would have been a hypocrite to not do it and to his own party now we're looking at to to, back to clarifying now we're back to trump in the gop or the republican party is in the executive office and the senate is held by the republican majority so there is no opposite uh person being confirmed here or person to fill this seat uh nominated the nominee is from the same party it the lamed up tradition and rule does not apply so just to clarify that, because I see a lot of people uh, I went debating a few people yesterday about it. And I just it just kind of I was just like, man, this is tiresome. I need to I need to pull these facts up and, and post them up. And I did. And I posted them and uh, three or four of the conversations I was having on on some of the news channel uh, sites about it. They literally people were deleting their comments as fast as they, they saw me post it. So I posted it. I put, you know, if you can find on on the Constitutional or un, in the Constitution where it says you're not allowed or you are allowed to elect. It basically, show me the rules in the Constitution that dictate uh, how this is supposed to work when nominating a justice. It, there is none, folks. There is none, okay? So uh, immediately, everybody was, you know, I had one guy telling me the con- uh, that the Constitution trumps the tradition. Well, I told him, please, show me in the Constitution where this, this, ru- this rule uh, stating this can or cannot happen. Show me either way couldn't, she didn't. As soon as I posted about the lame duck actual rule that it, it's a, a, it applies to opposing parties, it's happened 29 times since the 1880s. And I posted the public record of Mitch McConnell's comments after uh, Ginsburg had passed away, where he clarifies that statement. And as soon as I did that, people were just deleting their rebuttals. They were deleting their comments. Um, it looked like I was talking to myself on a few of the forums. Uh, it's, it's just silly, you know, but facts, facts matter. You know, I, I've said it. You hear this more and more every day, um, sometimes from people that have no facts. But facts matter, you know, context matters. And in this in this note, on this note, we we see uh, it's a misinformation. It is it is literally let's cherry pick Mitch McConnell. And it, it's a completely political. And here's my take on it. Um, I, I feel like we're getting away from the reason we pick a Supreme Court. Uh, nominee uh, we're getting away from the integrity of the Supreme Court so if that makes any sense to some of you uh, and I hope it does um, my my biggest thing is that the Supreme Court needs to be f- of, of full integrity it needs to be completely the nominees are always asked um, when, when they're going through confirmation um, they're always asked about their bias you know in uh, and, and the bottom line when they're sworn in it's kind of the same thing you you want a person that can take that seat that can literally walk through the doors of the supreme court and leave all of their personal views and bias out at that door at that threshold they need to be able to walk through a door into their job as a supreme court justice and not have any party affiliation Uh, on their mind, not have any inkling of this person comes from this situation and have some sort of bias to that situation. Um, And that's hard to do. I mean, I could, I personally could never imagine myself being a Supreme Court justice, let alone a judge, having to judge somebody, let's say a sexual predator or pedophile comes into your courtroom uh, and you're a parent. How hard is that? How difficult of a job to hold your integrity and not allow your human, your, your fouled human instinct heart To not make a judgment you know that's where these people that are put in these seats need to be held to the highest uh, standards and and I pray they always do Um, but that being said um, there's there's just so much since last night and you know uh, it's scary uh, what we're looking at so I just real quick I'm gonna run down um, that's not the article. I, I, Ted Cruz makes a good point. OK, so I'm I'm going to go ahead and read a little bit of this. And then I'm going to I got a few other topics I'm going to hit real quick. Try to make a, you know, try to make this one short if I can. But um, you know me. I love to talk. So Senator Cruz after Ginsburg. Three reasons why the Senate must confirm her successor before the day of the election. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and, and I'm going to roll through. Uh, I'm going to try to skim through this. I haven't really reviewed this. So um, this is me in the rough draft. You know what I mean? So we're going to go through this. So on Friday, we know uh, our nation lost the historic uh, Supreme Court, Ruth Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, much like 2016. Okay. First nomination is why. Okay. First, this nomination is why the American people elected Donald Trump as president. And this nomination is why the American people voted for Republican majority in the U.S. Senate now back to my point of the the person that gets elected a justice needs to be able to walk through that door and leave it all behind okay i i get this first point that he's saying this is this is a lot of the reason why the people that support trump he's getting things done he's cleaning supposedly cleaning out this swamp which is still a swamp um there's so many things that people expected donald trump to do we always put our money down on these people We never want to just stand, you know, as humans, we should really look inside ourselves. I I hate to see everybody just throw their money down and their integrity and and just go all in giving their faith into a human uh, that they don't know they've never met. But they're taking them at their political word and their media press conferences. And so this first note that I just read, uh, the people elected Donald Trump. I don't know this one falls way to the wayside for me this this is to me BS okay um, because I don't want a justice I don't want a Supreme Justice voted in as a conservative I don't want them voted in as a liberal or a Democrat I don't want my justices to be serving as a political pundit or a political uh, tool uh, in the court I don't want my Supreme Court to be tainted by political sway period and that means not just the supreme court that's every court i don't want to go get a speeding ticket and show up to court and a judge knows that i'm a republican and they're a democrat and i get a freaking fine that's through the roof uh, that is why it is so important uh, to hold the integrity of these courts we see it more and more we see the pollution the the mine pollution and these the, the partisan pollution going on in our government and local too and it's it's insane. You see these uh, the, I guess it was Nashville that just had they, they were covering up numbers of COVID because things were looking good and businesses were wanting to open. And, and the mayor or the, the uh, governor, I can't remember which, I'm sorry, but we can look that up, uh, was withholding numbers. And, and that's horrible, horrible. That's partisan politics in, in government. And that's what government is political. But it should never come to the point where it's affecting the lives of citizens, innocent people. And so I can't agree with this. This first notion that that Donald Trump uh, was elected to do this and this is the American people voted for Republican majority in the Senate. Yeah, they did. But they didn't vote for somebody to be appointed in the Supreme Court who has political bias. We're not trying to appoint a person according to their uh, political affiliation to fill this seat. We want someone that's going to fill the seat that does not care about the political parties uh and if they do care they're able to leave it at the threshold when they walk in through the supreme court doors so the second note that that senator cruz makes um 29 times in our nation and i mentioned this earlier in our nation we've seen the supreme court vacancy in an election year or before an inauguration and in every instance the president proceeded with a nomination now he's correct on that except you know what it says here nine i'm just going to read what he says Nine presidents, included, including George Washington, Woodrow Wilson, uh, William Taft, and Herbert Hoover, faced uh, with whether to fill a Supreme vacancy in an election year, did so before election day, when their party held the ma- the held the majority in the Senate. Okay, so they held the majority. This is what I noted earlier. With the lame duck rule, it, it's against the opposite party. So, and on 19 different occasions, up to 68, the president sought to fill a Supreme Court vacancy while his party his own party controlled the senate nine out of ten nominations made before election day were successful uh, that's a huge number i mean that's that's pretty successful. that's a good success rate uh while eight out of the nine nominations made for election day were also successfully confirmed three presidents who had already lost the, the presidential election had have filled the lame duck supreme court vacancies okay so when the issue arose in 1992 Then Senator Joe Biden made clear that the Senate had the had a right to proceed. Uh, He noted, however, that the Senate should ensure the the process is fair to the nominee. I believe the Senate can make these uh, the standard fairness. Okay, so that's his point of view then. And then more recently, we faced with the 2016, which seems to be the the go to uh, when you're when you're talking online uh, left or right. uh, That's the debate. The 2016. You know, look what you did to Obama. So here it is. There, there was a divided government. In fact, I, I mentioned that. Um, I, I think part of what we, we can say, part of what was going on then was, was a, uh, a snub of the nose at, at Obama. So when the presidency and the majority in the Senate are held by different parties in an election year, the Senate historically has never confirmed, has not confirmed, it says, the president's nominee. Lame duck uh, tradition or rule. Senate Republicans stayed the course in 2016. So again... Everybody's arguing about Mitch McConnell's hypocrisy. There was no hypocrisy because it says right here in this article, which confirms what I stated earlier, the Senate Republicans stayed the course. They they basically kept tradition. Uh, it's not a rule. It's not a law. It's not something they had to do. There's no protocol and procedures. Everybody keeps talking about these procedures um, like that are sitting in the Senate themselves and they're just on Facebook. Um, there is no procedures. This is just a tradition that's been held. And so they, Mitch held it in 2016. Now, did he hold it for all those same reasons that it was, should have been held? Probably not. You know, the guy, the guy plays politics like the best of them. He's a politician. Um, But, but that is not the case today. President, we already talked about this. The president and the majority of the Senate are held by the same party. So therefore they can move forward with this. Um, It just fell in a bad time. And I said this, you know, I made mention of this in a few debates that I had yesterday. Um, Had, had uh ginsburg not passed away i had no problem with that um and anybody that really pays attention to this stuff and really looks at congressional record and public record not facebook not social media not the freaking cnn and fox news the people that actually like myself that will go and look at whitehouse.gov look at congress.gov uh go to congressional record dude congress.gov if you tell me that you go there i'm going to call you out on it because you can find stuff in the records there. You can do searches on congress.gov archives, and, dude, you will get lost in, in the readings and lost in the paperwork and lost in the legislation. So if you tell me you're going there and reading it, you better know the system because I'm going to call you out on it. Um, it's very interesting. Uh, you can find a lot of stuff there. It's very interesting, but it's also very boring. Um, but I, I do enjoy looking at the truth, the facts, and the public record. So on that note, we talked about that 2016. And here's his final – this is uh, – a Ted Cruz's final uh, attempt at, at getting us on board with his why we need a Supreme Court fill. And again, back to, uh, I get a little sidetracked, but back to the, the if, if, Ginsburg didn't pass away, I would have been fine. I would have been okay with it uh, because she did her job. And in my opinion, I can disagree with some of her, her decisions, but I can't disagree with the fact that she did her job and, and for the most part left politics out of the Supreme court. And she actually called, other people on the Supreme court out over being unbiased. So I, you know, if she hadn't died, we wouldn't be talking about this. Um, It's really not that big a deal. We just need to find someone to fill that seat that actually can go in there and do the job. We're not asking someone to be Ginsburg. We're not asking somebody to be um, a political party pundit. We're not talking about putting a liberal judge or a, which we're hearing more of or putting a conservative judge in. That's not what I want to hear. That's not what you're going to convince me of. I want a Supreme court judge. I want a justice in there. I don't want a conservative justice. I don't want a liberal. I don't want to tag a title to it. If that makes any sense. So his final Ted Cruz's final uh, convincing point for us is uh, finally, as we approach what is likely to be contested election that hangs in the balance of the Supreme court, our nation is at risk as constitutional crisis without nine justices on the bench. Here is a point I can hundred percent get behind. Okay maybe 99 maybe 90 i'm going to give it 90 percent i'll get behind this okay so for 36 days the country did not know the president was going to be who the president was going to be and if this was 20 years ago they're talking about bush gore uh and if if we had a 4-4 court at that time it would have dragged on for weeks and months in the midst of the deadly pandemic uh economic devastation violent uh the violent protests and riots uh, erupting across the country. The last thing uh, the American people need is a 4-4 split, okay? So let's let's put this into perspective. The election goes on. We've got mail-in ballots dragging, dragging in. Some states are suing. We talked about this uh, in a different episode. Uh, some states are suing their states and saying we want to remove or lift the deadline for the election, okay, when ballots can come in. And I think that's BS. I work the polls. I see what goes on in the election. Uh, board and how hard you, people don't understand how hard it is people come in there to the polls uh, when when I work and and, and they, they say you know thank you for, for doing this thank you for volunteering it, it's not I'm volunteering my time but it's not a voluntary position I get paid and at the same time the amount of work that goes in it preparation to get these elections to run and run smoothly and run fair uh, if you if you ever have a chance, I, I tell everyone, if you ever have a chance to be a poll worker on any level, whether you're an inspector, a clerk, or a judge, or just go work uh, collecting this, the equipment at the end of the election, whatever you do, I, I encourage you, everybody at one time in their life, honestly, everybody at one time in their life before they even get a chance to vote should have to work at the poll and understand how our, our, how it actually works. So on that note, when, when you have a 4-4 split, OK, we have all this turmoil and violence. We have calls for when the if Trump is to win, there is calls from, from the left that Biden and Harris are not to concede in that if Trump wins again, there will be a civil war. OK, this is literally this is open. This is on the media. You can find, look this up. Just Google it. Just Google uh, if Trump wins civil war. Google that. See what comes up. And and so this is all being thrown out there by Black Lives Matter, by Antifa, by other groups that are Soros backed, George Soros backed. Um, you can follow the money right down to the donations; the public record on these charities. Um, it, it is insane that it's just being thrown out there. So we're now we're talking about every you know both sides want to talk about a fair election, but one side isn't going to go for it. One side is just going to say absolutely not. And it's not one side, but let's say both sides, because that's fair, fair statement. Both sides are going to say, no matter which party wins, one side or the other is going to say it was it was fraud or whatever. The fact remains, uh, I have not heard on the right that if if Trump loses, that they're going to have violent protests and they're going to burn everything down and they're going to not concede. I've not heard that. I've still yet to hear that. But you hear it again and again coming from the from the left so his last point here that we're discussing about needing this seat filled he's right because if there is an election that and it is not conceded and we take this to the to the judicial level to the supreme court to make a decision on on the election and who won if it's a split decision this goes on into january this goes on this keeps going on we can't have that As a nation, we need to move forward from the divisiveness we're already in and we need to move forward with the with getting the next president and administration enacted so that they can do what they're doing. Whether it's uh, Donald Trump reelected or whether it's Biden going into into office, uh, it needs to be done properly and and out of fairness for that president. They need to be able to do so. Um, So here that's just uh, that article. And I'm running I'm, I'm, I'm running this a little longer, I guess, than I wanted to. So, you know, I did want to touch base. Uh, Trump's got a couple forerunners, Amy Coney Bar- Barrett, 48, and Barbara Legault, uh, 52, and I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. They're the forerunners that, that Trump's nominating. He wants women to go into this seat, and I agree that that's probably a good thing. We could use another woman on the Supreme Court to make decisions. Uh, Barrett is a mother of seven, including two adopted from Haiti and one with special needs. She, she has previously faced criticism for her involvement in a, as a in a Christian group. Where members are assigned a handmaiden, and I, I haven't looked into any of that. I'm just reading it. Um, Legal is the daughter of a Cuban exile and and a and a governor, Ron DeSantos, protege. I didn't know that either. So I have some research to do. I encourage you to do some research now. Moving forward, Pelosi uh, makes an announcement on what we're dis- what we're discussing here. Pelosi will not rule out using impeachment as option to stop Trump Supreme Court pick. Um, I'm sorry, this this coming from the left, coming from any party, but coming from the left right now in the middle of what they've done in the past four years to obstruct this administration from doing its duties, and in my opinion, mis- misappropriating power and using uh, the government as a weapon politically, and then now we're being threatened with, we've already had one impeachment attempt that failed, now we're being told that if, if he tries to uh, uh, nominate and elect a Supreme Court justice, which is his job, and there's nothing holding him back in the Constitution legally, there's nothing that can stop a president, him or Biden. And if, if it were Biden president right now, they would push to do this. Don't don't even think he wouldn't. So. We're now going to go ahead and go for another impeachment. We're going to impeach a president for doing his duty which is again, a waste of taxpayer money. It is political we- politically weaponizing our government for misuse and misappropriation. It is fa- It is so wrong. So I, I saw that I, I wanted to highlight that before I close out on that. Um, I just find it absolutely insane and absurd that we're even going there, um, that we're even discussing th- that nonsense. Um, so on that note, We, we as a people got to our politicians suck. okay. our congressional leaders are failures. And I I keep making this point and I mean to make this point stronger. And and I'm hoping by if you're listening to these these news updates and some of the things I'm talking about, I'm hoping to make this point stronger and hopefully maybe get a few people to turn their head away from the party uh, politics and actually look at the real problem here. And so you can blame the party all you want. You can be Republican, Democrat and argue that for the rest of your life until you die. And that is your choice. Or you can really look at where the change needs to be made. And where the change needs to be made is in the congressional level. Legislators, uh, we're, we're, look, we're literally looking at it. We just discussed it. Pelosi is willing to misuse and politicize uh, and weaponize our government, her position as leader of the House, as majority of the House, In the Congress, Congress, the congressional leadership, the top leadership, she's willing to weaponize that against the executive branch. Okay, and then in the Senate, you've got they're they're willing to weaponize their side of the of the Senate, no matter who the majority is. And right now it just happens to be Republican. So we have the the House liberals. We have the conservatives on the right in the Senate. And guess who they're 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 battling each other. But at the end of the day. The, the House is actually battling the Senate and they're also obstructing and battling the executive and, and our president and, and, you know, who's supposed to be the face of our nation. It is insane why everybody is going at each other's throat and unfriending people and disagreeing. You know, you can disagree with me all you want. If you're a lifelong friend of mine or you know who I really am, uh, I'm not going to unfriend you because of your politics and your opinion. You got to disrespect me on a level that that that's just I'm gonna call you no, you're not a friend. Uh the fact of the matter is it's not party. This is not this is not about Democrat, Republican. This really isn't. Uh, although those are the big names of the two-party system that's holding our government hostage from from the people here and getting things done for us. This is not r- the Republican-Democrat. This is congressional leadership, this is congressional seats, this is Our government as a whole, the the three-tiered system, executive, House, and Senate, fails. Absolutely failure. Um, A prime example, and I keep bringing this point up, and I'm going to knock it home one day. The prime example is look at this COVID COVID stimulus package thing. Uh, We have two parties going neck and neck, back and back, arguing over our money, our taxpayer money. So we have two parties of government that are going to tell us what we can do, how we can do it and when we can do it and how we're going to spend our money. So they are literally holding our wallet. So we have a problem. It's like you having a problem and, and you have like, let's say a hundred thousand dollars in your wallet and you need uh, $70,000 to fix a problem, but you don't have your wallet. Someone else has it and you can fix the problem, get back to your life being normal and things going back to normal, but you can't, get access to that money without convincing the person holding your wallet why you need to be normal it's a, it's insane um i can't fathom why people are arguing across party lines i really can't i, I can disagree with your policy i can get, disagree with you if you believe in climate change uh i believe in climate change uh i believe that there there's changes going on in our in our climate and in the environment scientifically partially due to human human uh, destruction and the things we do because we're horrible people. We, we really are. The human race is really just kind of despicable. But at the end of the day, this isn't about – we're missing the big picture here. They've got us all fooled. The media has got us fooled. When you call someone a sheep, we are all the sheep. They are the shepherding. They're, they're shepherding us, the congressional leaders, but they're failing as shepherds. They're leaving us high and dry. Here it's gone months. We've got no COVID for nobody. Nobody's gotten paid. For for I mean the secondary stimulus package. So I'm going to close this out. I want to just close this episode out. Um, this is Dean with the Two Party Podcast. We'll discuss this more. Have a great day. Two Party Podcast. We use Anchor because it's such an easy platform to uh, get get advertising and sponsors over a variety of different areas where you can get your podcast heard on different platforms. Uh, it's easy to upload. It's easy to add content. It's easy to delete and edit. Um, It's just a very simple platform helps you get your get off the ground kind of help you get your podcast moving forward um, and simplifies a lot of things in the business that that typically wouldn't know and you'd have to learn so it it does help with the learning curve so we we really appreciate and use anchor uh, as well as, as many other platforms we've tried anchor seems to be the easiest.